We're reading 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 28, through the end of chapter 4, and 2 Chronicles chapter 1, here on Commuter Bible OT. In our last episode, Solomon's brother Adonijah tried to take the throne while David was on his deathbed. His plan failed, and Solomon successfully ascended to the throne. During the attempted coup, Adonijah recruited Abiathar the priest and Joab, David's former commander. Since then, Adonijah has been executed, Abiathar has been banished, and today, Joab will be executed. Later, the Lord appears to King Solomon in a dream, and instead of asking for wealth or a long life, he asks the Lord for wisdom to lead God's people. This pleases the Lord, who promises blessing upon Solomon's reign, including both wisdom and wealth. 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 28 through chapter 4, verse 34. The news reached Joab. Since he had supported Adonijah but not Absalom, Joab fled to the Lord's tabernacle and took hold of the horns of the altar. It was reported to King Solomon. Joab has fled to the Lord's tabernacle and is now beside the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah son of Jehoiada and told him, Go and strike him down. So Benaiah went to the tabernacle and said to Joab, This is what the king says. Come out. But Joab said, No, for I will die here. So Benaiah took a message back to the king. This is what Joab said, and this is how he answered me. The king said to him, Do just as he says. Strike him down and bury him in order to remove from me and from my father's family the blood that Joab shed without cause. The Lord will bring back his own blood on his head because he struck down two men more righteous and better than he, without my father David's knowledge. With his sword, Joab murdered Abner son of Ner, commander of Israel's army, and Amasa son of Jether, commander of Judah's army. The responsibility for their deaths will come back to Joab and to his descendants forever. But for David, his descendants, his dynasty, and his throne, there will be peace from the Lord forever. Benaiah son of Jehoiada went up, struck down Joab, and put him to death. He was buried at his house in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaiah son of Jehoiada in Joab's place over the army, and he appointed the priest Zadok in Abiathar's place. Then the king summoned Shimei and said to him, Build a house for yourself in Jerusalem and live there. But don't leave there and go anywhere else. On the day you do leave and cross the Kidron Valley, Know for sure that you will certainly die. Your blood will be on your own head. Shimei said to the king, The sentence is fair. Your servant will do as my lord the king has spoken. And Shimei lived in Jerusalem for a long time. But then, at the end of three years, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to Achish, son of Mecha, king of Gath. Shimei was informed, 
Look, your servants are in Gath. So Shimei saddled his donkey and set out to Achish at Gath to search for his slaves. He went and brought them back from Gath. It was reported to Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had returned. So the king summoned Shimei and said to him, Didn't I make you swear by the Lord and warn you, saying, On the day you leave and go anywhere else, know for sure that you will certainly die. And you said to me, The sentence is fair. I will obey. So why have you not kept the Lord's oath and the command that I gave you? The king also said, You yourself know all the evil that you did to my father David. Therefore, the Lord has brought back your evil on your head. But King Solomon will be blessed, and David's throne will remain established before the Lord forever. Then the king commanded Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck Shimei down, and he died. So the kingdom was established in Solomon's hand. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, by marrying Pharaoh's daughter. Solomon brought her to the city of David until he finished building his palace, the Lord's temple, and the wall surrounding Jerusalem. However, the people were sacrificing on the high places because until that time, a temple for the Lord's name had not been built. Solomon loved the Lord by walking in the statutes of his father David, but he also sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there because it was the most famous high place. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, Ask, what should I give you? And Solomon replied, You have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. Lord my God, you have now made your servant king in my father David's place. Yet I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. So God said to him, Because you have requested this and did not ask for long life or riches for yourself or the death of your enemies, but you asked discernment for yourself to administer justice, I will therefore do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has never been anyone like you before and never will be again. In addition, I will give you what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that no king will be your equal during your entire life. If you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and commands just as your father David did, I will give you 
a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He went to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he held a feast for all his servants. Then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One woman said, Please, my lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was in the house. On the third day after I gave birth, she also had a baby, and we were alone. No one else was with us in the house, just the two of us were there. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was asleep. She laid him in her arms and she put her dead son in my arms. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, I discovered he was dead. That morning, when I looked closely at him, I realized that he was not the son I gave birth to. No, the other woman said. My son is the living one. Your son is the dead one. The first woman said, No, your son is the dead one. My son is the living one. So they argued before the king. The king replied, This woman says, This is my son who is alive, and your son is dead. But that woman says, No, your son is dead, and my son is alive. The king continued, Bring me a sword. So they brought the sword to the king, and the king said, Cut the living boy in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive spoke to the king because she felt great compassion for her son. My lord, give her the living baby, she said. But please, don't have him killed. But the other one said, He will not be mine or yours. Cut him in two. The king responded, Give the living baby to the first woman and don't kill him. She is the mother. All Israel heard about the judgment the king had given and they stood in awe of the king because they saw that God's wisdom was in him to carry out justice. King Solomon reigned over all Israel, and these were his officials. Azariah, son of Zadok, priest. Elihoreph and Ahijah, the sons of Shisha, secretaries. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahulud, court historian. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, 
in charge of the army, Zadok and Abiathar, priests, Azariah son of Nathan, in charge of the deputies, Zabad son of Nathan, a priest and advisor to the king, Ahishar, in charge of the palace, and Adoniram, son of Abda, in charge of forced labor. Solomon had twelve deputies for all Israel. They provided food for the king and his household. Each one made provision for one month out of the year. These were their names. Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim, Ben-Decker in Mekas, Shalbim, Beth-Shemesh, and Elon-Beth-Hanan, Ben-Hesed in Aruboth. He had Soko and the whole land of Hefer. Ben-Abinadab in all Napheth dor Tapheth, daughter of Solomon, was his wife. Bena, son of Ahulud, in Tanakh, Megiddo, and all Bethshean, which is beside Zarethan below Jezreel, from Bethshean to Abel-Mahola, as far as the other side of Jochnium. Ben-Geber, in Ramoth-Gilead. He had the villages of Jair, son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, and he had the region of Argob, which is in Bashan. Sixty great cities with walls and bronze bars. Abinadab, son of Iddo, in Mahanaim. Ahimez, in Naphtali. He also had married a daughter of Solomon, Basimoth. Bena, son of Hashai, in Asher and Bialath. Jehoshaphat, son of Perua, in Issachar. Shimei, son of Elah, in Benjamin. Geber, son of Uri, in the land of Gilead, the country of King Sihon of the Amorites and of King Og of Bashan. There was one deputy in the land of Judah. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea. They were eating, drinking, and rejoicing. Solomon ruled all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines as far as the border of Egypt. They offered tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provisions for one day were 180 bushels of fine flour and 360 bushels of meal, 10 fattened cattle, 20 range cattle, and 100 sheep and goats, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and pen-fed poultry, for he had dominion over everything west of the Euphrates, from Tifsa to Gaza and over all the kings west of the Euphrates. He had peace on all his surrounding borders. Throughout Solomon's reign, Judah and Israel lived in safety from Dan to Beersheba, each person under his own vine and under his own fig tree. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. Each of those deputies for a month in turn provided food for King Solomon and for everyone who came to King Solomon's table. They neglected nothing. Each man brought the barley and the straw for the chariot teams and the other horses to the required place according to his assignment. God gave Solomon wisdom, very great insight, and understanding as vast as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the east, greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. 
He was wiser than anyone, wiser than Ethan the Ezraite, and Heman, Calcol, and Darda, sons of Mahol. His reputation extended to all the surrounding nations. Solomon spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. He spoke about trees, from the cedar in Lebanon to the hyssop growing out of the wall. He also spoke about animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. Emissaries of all peoples sent by every king on earth who had heard of his wisdom came to listen to Solomon's wisdom. Second Chronicles chapter 1 Solomon, son of David, strengthened his hold on his kingdom. The Lord his God was with him and highly exalted him. Then Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, to the judges, and to every leader in all Israel, the family heads. Solomon and the whole assembly with him went to the high place that was in Gibeon, because God's tent of meeting, which the Lord's servant Moses had made in the wilderness, was there. Now David had brought the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had set up for it, because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. But he put the bronze altar, which Bezalel son of Uri son of Hur had made, in front of the Lord's tabernacle. Solomon and the assembly inquired of him there. Solomon offered sacrifices there in the Lord's presence on the bronze altar at the tent of meeting. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night... God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what should I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great and faithful love to my father David, and you have made me king in his place. Lord God, let your promise to my father David now come true. For you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now grant me wisdom and knowledge so that I may lead these people. For who can judge this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this was in your heart, and you have not requested riches, wealth, or glory, or for the life of those who hate you, And you have not even requested long life, but you have requested for yourself wisdom and knowledge, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are given to you. I will also give you riches, wealth, and glory, unlike what was given to the kings who were before you, or will be given to those after you. So Solomon went to Jerusalem from the high place that was in Gibeon in front of the tent of meeting, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon accumulated 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, which he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedar as abundant as sycamore in the Judean foothills. Solomon's horses came from Egypt and Kua. The king's traders would get them from Kua at the going price. A chariot 
would be imported from Egypt for 15 pounds of silver, and a horse for nearly 4 pounds. In the same way, they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and to the kings of Aram through their agents. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him, and He will make your paths straight. Music